welcome. Hello. Season 2, Episode 5, Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut and the Polar Bear, of course. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, I'm going. I mean, <laughs> he's back from San Francisco, right. you know. The, you know, Which the, was nice to be there while they were playing the football game. I was just I'll about, tell you that. That's A lot funny. of energy there. I was just about to say, if I was going to be in any city at following or during a game last week, I would, well, one, I would have loved to have been in Buffalo. I mean, that would have been yeah. fucking awesome. But, <laughs> you know, the 49ers have, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but a lot of people talk a lot of shit about, like, West Coast fan bases. Mm-hmm. And I actually think, you know, the 49ers fan base is fairly strong. That's a good call. You yeah, know, no, they were, they were in there, man. Like, yeah, it was packed to the brim. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, it's very interesting to see. But yeah, I think 49ers through their history, they have a pretty strong fan base and then yeah. the Warriors with the recent success. I mean, they were they've always been a great fan base, I think, in any Giants even. Giants, yeah. Giants yeah. Are great. I mean, hey. Hey, when you know we're what? We're going to shout out to San Fran. Let's we're let's off with that. Let's put it this way. <laughs> if you win, you will get a fan base. That's correct. If and you lose, like, it's hard for the fans. Kind base. of our culture. Yeah. You know, like we're trying to get that excitement. Yes. But elevation. W's would be nice. You know, that could help. That yeah. could help. Let's talk about those. Yeah, let's W's. get out of there. <laughs> let's talk about those W's. What we kicked off this weekend was a very, very interesting game, and that's the Bengals and the Raiders. And I mean, something that just jumping in really quick, something that kind of I found pretty interesting just watching that game was the Bengals won. Let's just I'm yeah. dial that in right now. Bengals won. They beat the Raiders. But what was really crazy was the Bengals only scored two touchdowns. The rest were field goals. Mm-hmm. They kicked, what, I want to say, what was it, 20-something? It was, um, what was it, and it lasted that score. Whatever. It, just the fact that they weren't able to produce more touchdowns is very – interesting to me it's it's well, kind of troublesome or what you... I, I think it's got me a little a little uneasy about their future going into this weekend because you need to be able to score and yeah. wh- hey field goals are points we've we've kind of gone over that but you know two touchdowns i don't think that's going to get you enough in the nfl especially going most into, of the time not no especially going into this weekend i mean as you, you you're you're fighting for a super bowl right you know position that so. performance won't probably make it work this weekend no absolutely but not key part of the <laughs> Bengals w is it's the first time they've won a playoff game in 30 years which as padre fans as <laughs> people that don't <laughs> win normally i can appreciate that oh yeah so i think there's part of that too when you're on the team and you know the history is like we're supposed to like blow this game yes. not that it plays a huge part in your mental psyche but there's definitely something there that yeah, I agree. You you know the team's history, and you know that you've been ahead in most of the games that the franchise has lost. So getting that monkey off your back, huge for the franchise, huge for Joe Burrow, um, and I think that says a lot about where that team has started from, and then how they've gotten Joe Burrow, Jamar yeah. Chase, and now where they're elevating to, which is an exciting offense, even yes. though they didn't score. Um, you know, a ton of touchdowns, but they're able, like, there's a lot of weapons on that team. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting at, if you will, is, you know, you guys only scored twice, two touchdowns this past weekend for you guys to continue on this road track that on this, on this road that you guys on 
that the Bengals have been going down, they need to get more people involved. For sure. And and they're and they're the young team learning, you know, how they're supposed to win games and build their identity. So exactly. Totally get that. But the key point of this game, the controversial part of it, there's two games that are controversial. This was right. one of them. I you know, you need a little controversy in the playoffs to get excited about. Why it. wouldn't so there I be? don't even but well, let's get into it. So it was it was third down, fourth down, third down, and Burrow rolls out and seemingly, you know, either steps out of bounds, but he throws the pass and Boyd catches it touchdown. Originally I'm watching and I thought, Oh, he stepped out of bounds for sure, like he was out of bounds. And then they replayed it and very clearly threw it before he was out of bounds. But problem was there's a whistle in the air while Whoa, the ball How the fuck <laughs> while the ball was in the air, so you know, what's your take? Was that the Raiders getting screwed? Is it you ignore the whistle because they were going to score? What's the appropriate line of action in Polar Bear's mind? Well, to be honest... Well, I prefer it. I'm an honest person, so why <laughs> would I lie? It's another, it's another fucking incident in the NFL where now the refs are fucking everything up. <laughs> and they're making... Well, then, but your point on that is... Sorry, I mean, I'm kind of pulling away from what I'm saying. But but your point on that is, like, he should have came on after review and been like, there was an inadvertent whistle. Was that... Is that how you see it? Yeah, I I would say that. I mean, I think, like, you and I have talked about this at length, is I never want the last play of a game to be dictated by a referee. Right. It fucking sucks, because now we have this whole track record of bullshit we got to deal with now okay we you know there's po- adam schefter's posting uh referee team not coaching for the rest of the you know playoff right, right. game it just it creates all this bullshit we don't need so again i'm i'm under the impression that it sucks that it happened the way that it happened because now i have to deal with a referee making a decision for a game you know i, I yeah would it have changed what had happened? I, don't, I, I mean... I, don't, I personally don't think so. And so no. here's what I think they tried to do. I think the refs saw or reviewed the play, and they go, yes, in their head. Yes, there's a, there was a whistle, but like, I don't think it changed the, how the play developed or whatever. But no. by rule, if you blow a whistle, you know, the play's dead. Dead. So I think in... The White Hat's head is like, we're not going to take away this touchdown because we blew it, which I get. But at the same time, it's these how the these are how the rules are written. So I'm actually glad that they called it as they did. But if you're a Raider fan, obviously you're going to bitch about it, and you have all the right to do so. Exactly. But did it change how that play happened? I don't think so. I think, and I'm not even hearing that much uproar from Raider fans or like you know Raider personnel about it so no, i think no. that it says a lot about that situation but when you're the nfl i think you do go all right you guys we we don't know what you guys are capable of next so you guys are that game's over you handle it it's done well and to that point i think i don't i, I don't know it's just they're i i understand that the raiders haven't put up that much of like a hey what the fuck you know yeah. blah, blah, blah. but also i i I'm also under the mindset of I don't think one play should dictate the result totally. of a game, you know. And like I said, I, I there's a lot of you know I could just go on and on about 
bullshit like that. But it, it, just at the end of it, the Raiders shouldn't have waited for that moment to be like, oh, you know, right. win the game, lose the game. Sometimes it comes down to that, but, you know, it's just they how... They had their chances. They had their exactly. chance at the end, and they threw a pick, so... And God bless the well, Raiders, man. I mean... Yeah, hell of a year. But, you didn't, I mean, they didn't play a great game in that game. No. So. What, they were... I think they... They had to come back in the second half. You know, it was... They were chipping away at again, points. Again, I don't what think that play was like, you guys were screwed over. No. Like, he no. was going to... If they just did... If they did what they were supposed to do and didn't blow the whistle, like, that's a touchdown. And that's why they called it that way. But, you know, you have a some ground to stand on to be pissed about, but not much. No. And then, 49ers, Dallas was my favorite game of the day. I was in San Fran at a San Francisco Niner bar. People were buzzing, man. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely love the swagger of the 49ers. Do you see how they walk out of the locker yeah. room with the, the boom? They have now <laughs> they have now employed a boombox guy with the m- biggest boombox you've ever seen. And he's just riding out with Kodak Black and the whole squad's in the line, you know, ready to roll. I love it. It reminds me, I think it's actually a better version of the swag chain. I love it. Hey, you know what? Whatever Walking gets you- through the tunnel to war, baby. Whatever gets your boys hyped up for a game, yeah. you will do it. I love it's. There's actually no better way to get on the field than everybody's hyped up like that. Oh yeah. So, even the people in the this bar were now they're pumped up. Oh yeah. I mean, it just yeah. It adds a little extra to like oh fuck like all right we're we're and going to get like I picked last week the Niners I liked them because I think that division is tough and you got to play the Rams twice Cardinals twice Seahawks twice even though they had a tough year they're still. You know, mm-hmm. they're still a tough opponent, tough place to play. So I like them in that game, especially with the Cowboys' history and how they come out slow and shit. So, you know, the Niners come out immediately, right down the field, just yeah, establishing re- the tone of the game. They really were. I agree with you. They and just I think, kind of yeah, took control. Yeah, I think they put the, their foot on the gas immediately and just kept it there. I agree and then the that. Cowboys were left to figure out, oh shit, what are we doing wrong? And it would became that type of thing where Mike they, McCarthy and Dak Prescott yeah. figure it out. Yeah, and they did not figure it out. I mean, so it comes down to another controversial play because it was close, and the Cowboys did have some drives that kept them in the game, and it was a six-point game going into this last drive. But the controversy <laughs> comes with a quarterback draw decision with. You know, let's say 20 seconds left, the clock's running, no timeouts. It was, it was 17 in the fourth. or 13 seconds left, or something like that. And so they run, you know, he gets like 18 yards, but you're running the ball. There's no timeouts. So slides, and now it's chaos to it's try to get. It's candemonium. <laughs> to try to get the ball spiked, and so you have a chance at a Hail Mary. It wasn't even like you need a field goal to tie it, you need a touchdown still. So, you know, you could. The ref hits the center. He's trying his best to get over there. And he sets it, and they spike it, and the clock goes to zero. Cowboys Nation's pissed off. But I'm on the side of, I mean, you're in a quarterback draw with 20 seconds left, and the clock ran out. Like, that's what happened. It wasn't like you guys got screwed over. That's what I, I saw. I, <laughs> what happened in the end of the 49ers and the Cowboys game was a shit show. And it couldn't have been more textbook Cowboys. Yeah. Like, and, oh, you can't just lose a game. You got to blame the refs or somebody. Yes. And, you know, I'm, we'll break it down even deeper than this. But 
You got, what, 10, 15 seconds left. Quarterback draw. That, I mean. Crazy play. Crazy play call. To me, personally, and look, I'm not an NFL coach. I'm just some guy that likes football. But you throw a pass, whether you get out of bounds or you fall, I think that eats up a little bit less time than fucking running <laughs> I don't it. think you have to be an NFL coach to realize that the you're clock probably going to. Yeah. Exactly. The clock's against you, and you're going to be in that situation where it's like, maybe we get this fight, yeah. maybe we don't. So if that's what it's going to be, then you might as well throw it up, at the very least. Like, a Hail Mary or a deep out, and then you either it's either incomplete, and then you do the Hail Mary, or yeah. it's complete, and then it becomes a final last play. But running the ball up the middle, like, there's a reason why the middle of the field's wide open. Yeah. Because that exact thing is what the Niners want you to do. Yeah. And you did it. You play, I mean, also... Also, I mean, you know, following that, there's the there's all the controversy following, you know, we we saw it if you if everyone if we saw it everyone saw it, but everyone, you know, oh, Dak gave the ball to the center, the center fucking dropped it. Like there's 2 seconds right there. That's the shit. But you know what? That's that's on them. That's on them and also, you know, you chose to run the play right. like that. You have to understand that the referee has to set the fucking ball. And then not even that, but you put yourself as a team in that position where you needed to score a yeah. touchdown at the end of the game versus a lower-seeded team. So that's really the issue. It was not this one play of the no. ref who they – and it's such a low form to blame it on the ref at the end of the game because, like, there's so many different things that happen in a game that there's mo- – like, 99% of the time, it's not the ref's fault that you lost the game. Like, no. that's such a cop-out. Yeah, and as – we just talked about it. As we – we as fans don't want that. We don't want a referee to be, mm-hmm. you're the reason of the fucking game. Well, I don't want that. But, I mean, I'm throwing, I'm throwing all the blame, all the blame on Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott came out and he had yeah. to apologize for what he said to the refs. Dude, you are a veteran quarterback in the league. You know the rules. And, yeah, don't get me wrong. You get lost in the sauce, essentially, like in the yeah. moment. But, dude... I'm giving the fucking ball to the ref. I'm not giving it to my center. I'm not doing yeah, that. Right. And, and even, also too, yeah, like Mike McCarthy, his fucking ass going. Well, you know, I thought, uh, I thought the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, no, no draw. accountability. No, it's just man, that's bullshit. Shit. That's and bullshit. classic McCarthy shit. And like I was saying before, if we go a layer deeper, Ooh, the Cowboys did not. That. The Cowboys did not come out and match the 49ers intensity. Absolutely not. And that's what the difference in the game was. It's like you had. The home field advantage in that game didn't take any of it. The Niners came in there and smacked you in the mouth and said, look, we're here. Like, what, I'm surprised, are you, what are you going to do about it? I'm surprised Jerry Jones didn't walk down to the locker room and go, you're fired, I mean, you're fired, you're the, fucking fired. <laughs> the first series the uh, Cowboys had, they lost, what, 15 yards? Yep. Didn't even throw a pass? I mean, that's – the 49ers couldn't have started better. So you allowed that to happen. Like, the 49ers took that from you. Anger. <laughs> out of the Bills because you know the Bills I, I which mean, is part like to that point though it, that is part of it you know what I mean it's like they realize they've been kicked around as a yeah. franchise for decades and also too they're, they've been underneath the microscope this season because mm-hmm. there's been some losses where they should have won and I think as a football fan but also as you know the community it's or, or fans of football it's like what are you guys doing? I mean, you guys are Super Bowl contenders potentially, right. and you're 
You're coming out, out like that? Losing to the damn Jaguars. Yeah. Like, we talked about that earlier. Like, what is the deal with this Bills team? And I, we were almost on the other side of, you know, I don't know if this team has it in them. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, you, go, you know, if you're a Buffalo fan, you can't tell me that you weren't going to that game with half of your mind being like, is this going to be another Patriot massacre? Yeah. And we all walk out of the stadium defeated. But, to their credit, that team put on an absolute clinic. They looked like the Patriots of old. I, I just felt like, like I said, I felt... Like they were playing. That's the with, Bills team we've been expecting. To yeah, see. and 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 again, that's why that the team that I saw play this past weekend was the team that has drawn me to the Bills. You know, again, I call myself that bastardized Bills fan, and just the way that they played, it, it just, you know, I I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words just because of I think there's just so much anger, especially after last season mm-hmm. how they lost like. They 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 wanted this and they wanted it bad and I hope, I I really do hope that that momentum stays with them mm-hmm. through this right and now. And they started very fast in that game, yeah. and which I thought was a massive key because they need to allow Mac Jones to get comfortable. He did not. Um, so what sticked out to me about the Bills is defense and the rushing attack. I, like Singletary didn't put up crazy numbers, but at least he was effective in some manner where they have to respect it. I agree with you there because I think, I think the what was it like fourteen to zero? I mean, for quite a bit of that first yeah. part of the game, and and just the fact of the matter of like you said, like Singletary, he didn't need to do any crazy shit. But you know what you need to do is just get first downs and keep that momentum, keep that gas on the running game. And you know, it, I'm glad you brought up the Bills' defense because their defense just. They just completely they played top notch, yeah. and and yeah. W- what's funny too is, I I would have loved to have known how the Bills prepped or pardon me the Patriots prep prepped for that game, because we were going into last week going hey they need a running game they need this that or the other and the way I don't know it just seemed like everything was kind of yeah no, running on that's that's <laughs> no the, pun intended the shocking part is the Patriots got blown out we haven't seen that ever I don't think you know in our lifetime. So is that the cyclical part of sports now, where Patriot fans, you may have to experience sports like the rest of us now, Yeah. where you suffer and get your ass beat? I don't know. I I hope so, because you've had a nice... You deserve it. A nice path to victory at all times. Exactly. Here you go. Here's a taste of playoff disaster. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. It's, It's a turning point for the franchise, I think. Mac Jones played okay. Didn't play terrible, didn't play great, just kind of in the middle. The Patriots' defense looked terrible. Which so, is really weird. Yeah, you know? I don't know what that means for the Patriots moving forward. If they revamp that entire defense, try to get younger. Um, do you try to get Mac Jones some more weapons? I don't know, but that's the position the Patriots are in now, where it was kind of, hey, we went on a nice run to get to the playoffs, but we weren't really that apt to do something in the playoffs. Let me ask you this, and this is just kind of, this is totally off, not really off topic, but how, how much longer do you think Belichick will be with And that's Patriots? another part, too. Uh, you know, he's turning 70 years old. God bless him. Um, yeah. He's been with that franchise for at least 20 years. Um, so, it, of course, it's up to him. But if he leaves, then the entire structure of that organization changes because he's the coach, he's the GM, Patriot way. You know, it's all Belichick-induced stuff. And probably whoever they hire next is going to 
adopt some form of that, but it won't be him. So do you think this is can, the turning point I'm talking about. Do you think it could be like Josh McDaniels? I mean, yeah, like, you know, I, mean, I don't with, think it'll be in the next five years. Let's say that. So. No, but I, but that is a conversation that will eventually have to happen because you know all the grades have to end at some point. I agree. I completely agree with that. I think that just for the Patriots, I I think working to keep Bill around as much as you can in that organization, which I know the Patriots will, I think him having some sort of just, you know, just keeping him around, you know, to slowly, you know, let's say five years comes down the line, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say at that five-year mark, hey, you know, Bills and the Patriots are going a separate way. But I think maybe keeping him around just, hey, just slowly trickling him out, I think would be a very good part of it. I think that would help the Patriots in a, in a you know, he's just, I love Bill Belichick. Whether you hate him or you like him, I love him. I think he's an exceptional coach. And I think, you know, Robert Kraft understands that he's got, you know, essentially the golden ticket with Bill and... I mean, the nice thing is, is even if Bill were to leave the Patriots, he's got anybody would want him. Cemented, yeah, yeah nothing cemented. No, I'm thinking super far into the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on to a couple more blowouts. Bucks versus the Eagles. I mean, it was. I don't. There's really not much to cover there. The Eagles were the last seed to get in. Very young team, young quarterback. You're going against the goat, Tom Brady. He's been there a million times. Yeah. And they it was a formality to me. The Bucks handled that game, you know, thoroughly. I, I I agree with you. I think to that point as well, I think it it's a little bit of a confidence booster for the Bucks in a sense, just like saying, Hey It's a know, check mark, I'd say. It's it, like on to the next. Yes. We did what we were supposed to do. We didn't come in, you know, uh soft or we didn't come in, you know, overconfident. We yeah. ended we we did what we were supposed to do. They stink. Let's move on. I think what will assist them going into this weekend is getting Leonard Fournette to play because he didn't play last right. week. I think That's having a big him, factor. yeah, I think having him on the offense is going to be pretty. It's definitely going to assist with whatever the whatever the outcome is this weekend for them. Yeah, that's good. We're good right there on that. Yeah, that's it. Done. Um, then the Chiefs beating the Steelers. The, ah, look. I don't want to go too far. Can I just say One. this? <laughs> Let me just start this off. Sure. Is I hate the NFL and for this reason. <laughs> because wow. a got... fucking primetime game. Oh, yeah. It was and terrible. you give me the Chiefs and the Steelers. Couldn't have been less excited for it. And look, whether I don't give a <laughs> fuck about Ben. Like, he needs to leave. But the fact that you made that a yeah, Monday that night. Been the first game. That should have been the first game on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, get, get it over with. And it was a horrible game. Dude, I, I mean, mean... Look, the only initial part of sorry, interest sorry. was T.J. Uh, Watt. T.J. Watt. Yes, he, sir. He picked up the fumble and returned it for a touchdown to open the game. That was kind of like, whoa, maybe there's something here. Then the Chiefs scored 35 unanswered, and it's, uh, it's just, okay, now we're, now we're set. Yes. If we're playing Madden, like, simulation, it's over. But, the you know... On the Chiefs' side, they look like the Chiefs again, like we've been saying. Like, they're on a nice roll. Steelers, I have no idea how they made the playoffs. It baffles me how they made the playoffs. They're, the whole entire year, I'm going, they are not a good team. They no. do not have a good offense. No. Big Ben is done. So, look, just a complete mismatch. The Chiefs 
and Steelers played twice this year, and the Chiefs just dismantled them twice. So let, let, I'm glad you said that, though. The primetime game should <laughs> There's no way. No. You, whoever with a, scheduled, with a clear conscience, you can put that as a primetime game. Disgusting. Who, whoever scheduled that needs to be fired. Immediately. On the spot. And burned at the <laughs> stake, dude. I had to waste my mu- I had to waste my time oh, on brutal. watching that game on a Sunday night. Yeah. That uh, is bullshit. Yeah. Pass. Um <laughs> then Oh that fucking makes me mad, man. The other one, Rams beat the Cardinals very handily. The Cardinals just a downward spiral spiral of death to end the year. Um look, DeAndre Hopkins never came back, so he must have been very injured, whatever it was he was dealing with. And Kyler Murray, man, he's got some work to do. He had a great first half of the year, and adjustments were made defensively versus him, and he did not recover from that. And his ankle injury, whatever. But the Rams were in complete control of that game. They looked like the team that was, you know, undefeated at one part of the year. That's a tough matchup in the first round for the Cardinals, but, hey, the NFC's tough, and you got to beat who's there. For me, what I I saw out of the Monday night game between the Rams and uh, the Cardinals was the future for the Cardinals is very rocky right now with Kyler Murray. In in my I personal, don't think it's that far. I, I'm not saying it's like, you know, but I think I, he's injury prone, and I that's true. The just the just the decisions he makes. I mean, mind you, it's his second year in the NFL, but this the decisions he was making. I'm going, good lord. Well, man. that's what I'm saying is. Whatever adjustments were made against him were working yeah. very clearly in the second half of the year. And, I mean, they were pressuring the shit out of him. In the, right. In the first half of the year, he was, I mean, he was amazing. He was MVP conversation, probably the favorite. And then whatever happened, I mean, he, he wasn't even close to the level of, like, his performance just wasn't no. living up to that team being successful. No. And, and without Hopkins, it was all on his shoulders. And it did not work out at all. Because, I mean, the running backs are formidable. Um, so are the receivers, but there's no... I think him and Hopkins had a special, you know, thing going on because of Hopkins' ability, too. Well, you have to understand it, too, right? You have DeAndre Hopkins on there. He's getting double covered. Yeah. Take that helps, side exactly. of the football away. It helps away. everybody else out. Yeah. It opens up other guys. Helps out running backs like James Conner. Um, yeah. The Cardinals... I, that was a very, if you're the Cardinals fan, very disappointing trajectory of the season. To be that high and be on right on pace yeah. with the Packers, lose that game barely, and then end where it ended in the wild card, brutal. Now, I will say this. I, on the other side of the ball, the Rams, I mean. Looked fantastic. Dude, I, I'm tough. just, I, this season, I'm just so happy for the Rams. And these are my reasons. One, I'm a huge Matthew Stafford fan. Like, the fact that he was... He has the opportunity to potentially bounce back his career just by making this yeah. that move. I, I, I'm i just... I'm happy for him. Yeah. Now, on the second note, Odell... Like, I think a lot of people were, were kind of under this impression that Odell was starting to wean himself out of the yeah, NFL. Yeah, he almost, he almost got Carmelo Anthony out of the yeah. NFL. And I think him and Matthew Stafford, again, getting the fuck away from ba- Baker Mayfield... Gave Odell the opportunity to say, "Hey, I'm still a threat in the in the NFL. I may not be a number one, but you know what? Just give me the respect that I've earned." And look, he's don't get me wrong. Odell's gone through some crazy shit, as many people in the NFL have. But just 
I'm just happy for those two guys. And then just the way that the Rams have played on played on Monday night, they played like a team that had been playing for years together. Odell's making plays. Van Jefferson's making plays. I mean, you got, to me, the best defensive lineman in the NFL just at will. You know, Aaron, Aaron Donald. It, it's just everything for the Rams. And I, I, I'm, I'm very happy with what I saw. I think going into this weekend is definitely... They just keep that gas, if you will. Um, but again, it was a great. I thought it was a great Today. game. I mean, and the winners go to the semifinal, so to speak, the conference championship games. And in the first game, we have Bengals at the Titans, who are the one seed. What do you think? Weird matchup. I'm at a loss for words here, and I don't know. I just think this is hard for me because I think the Titans and the Bengals. I I hate to say it. But I think they're evenly matched, you know, in my eyes. Again, I haven't watched a lot of the Titan games, haven't watched a lot of the Bengal games, but I I think what we said earlier about the Bengals is the Bengals, they have talent and they have assets to work with that. The Titans have Ryan Tannehill, you know, like... Derrick Henry coming back. And that's what I was just going to say is, although you have Derrick Henry, which is a... Huge factor. Yeah. I, I think that is immense. Now, I think the Bengals just, you know, Ryan Tannehill is not that big of a threat, but he has been able to perform at proper levels. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I think he's a pretty solid play-action quarterback when you have Derrick Henry yes. involved because he's obviously the best player on that team, like offense, defense, whatever. Um, do you think, think Derrick Henry is going to be that much of an impact? I do. I think I if he's able that. to go, then he's going to be probably at the least 80%. And an 80% Derrick Henry is still a scary-ass that's, dude. That's 100% um, for some people. <laughs> and, you know, if he gets going early, too, then adrenaline takes over. So if he's in the game, it completely changes the complexity of the Titans. Um, I'll say this, though. The Titans have had... a the last couple of years of being a playoff team and then under Mike Vrabel too, who's a great head coach. Um, and they've taken those playoff L's and it probably has helped them moving forward of what happened in that game. What happened in that game? We were close here. Yes. We won on the road here. So yes. I think they have definitely a higher playoff acumen than the Bengals coming in who are very young yep. and, you know, have, are coming off their first win in forever, which could be good or bad. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, you know, if the Bengals find success early in the pass game, that's going to be the key for oh, them. Oh, that's going to be huge. Um, if they can get through, because the Titans' defense is pretty solid too. So if they can establish their main guys, their main threats, and Joe Burrow can get comfortable, then it's going to be an interesting matchup. Because like you said, Tannehill isn't that impressive either. And if no. Henry isn't at 100%, then the Bengals could be in a great spot. But... I will say this. I mean, they've the the Titans have done very well without, without it, Derek right? Henry. So that's what's so confusing yeah, about this match. Yeah, that's what's kind of fucking me up. <laughs> and it's it's in Tennessee, so that place will be rocking. They're the one seed, even without Henry. So you got to figure there's something there. There's some uh, philosophy in place that has led them to be the one seed still, even through every injury that they've gone through. Um, so who are you gonna take? Exactly. I think I'm gonna take. Oh, he's he's, yeah. he's pissed. I think I'm going to take the Bengals, actually. Really? And I... the upset in Tennessee, 
I have thought pretty much the whole year Tennessee is the one seed, and I don't know why. So I'm just going to stick to that bias and go with the Bengals. I'm going to take Titans. Okay. And I think, you know, my... Don't get me wrong. When you were sitting there talking about the Bengals, I go, fuck, I really want to take the Bengals. <laughs> I think it is more of a want than a... You know, obviously the home team has, and the one seed has, the more of an advantage. But I want to see the... The Bengals winning to me is a great story. I, I and that's okay. I to me, I think the Titans are going to win, but I want yeah, the Bengals. That's to fair. Win. I will stick with my pick, however. Yeah. So I, I, you know, and I can eat those words. I really can this week. You know, the Titans could totally lose it, but Polar Bears, you know, take on this is Titans win. He really wants the Bengals to win. I think that's a smart way to do it. Yeah. A betting man's way to do things. Yes. Uh, and then the next game, uh, just a phenomenal game. 49ers, two-storied franchises, so Polar Bears in. We all know that. Oh, yeah, I'm dialed. 49ers at Green Bay, who are the one seed. Love this matchup. Oh, yeah. Lo- this is primetime football. This is not Steelers-Chiefs bullshit. Finally. <laughs> so what do you think, 49ers-Packers? I think, you know what, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I think Aaron Rodgers has... He's playing with a chip on his shoulder this season. I think he's got. Well, let's let's look at let's just quick, look, quick looking at things. Look at how shitty he played in the beginning of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Like people were going, "Is this Aaron Rodgers? Who is this guy?" Right. Boom! Another thing for Aaron Rodgers to put the middle finger to and say, "I'm doing it this way." Mm-hmm. So again, Aaron Rodgers, he has this huge vendetta just against the NFL at this point. Um, I think the 49ers are, I think if they come out with the swag that they did this past weekend, I think it's going to really put them in a position to succeed. I think this weekend, I think this is one of the better games Mm -hmm. and the most, to me, I think closely matched games. Um, I will say this, I think the 49ers, it's going to come down to a lot of Jimmy G. You know, I, I I think this weekend is in my eyes kind of the Jimmy G are you you know you what are you going to be able to do for us uh, for the 49ers and he and, played great versus the Cowboys exactly like he, he, had, he had a solid like guys were open he was hitting them that's how he needs to play versus the Packers yes can he I don't know because I'm taking the Packers obviously <laughs> I've seen this song and dance a million times <laughs> look the 49ers 49- the 49ers are not intimidated at all, though, in any sense of the word. But like you said, I kind of liked uh, what you said about Rodgers. Chip on his shoulder, oh, you can't do this. The great athletes in professional sports are just wired that way. You know, Michael I Jordan, uh, Tom Brady, you know, if you say I can't do something, now I have to do it and rub it in your face at the same time. That's, I agree with They you. work off that adversity so well, and it fuels them. You know, it pisses them off, and it fuels them to play better. So, you know, in Rodgers' storied career, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, he's only won one Super Bowl, and I think that's in the back of his mind, too. I agree is, with that. This is a really big playoff run. Based on everything that I've stood for this year, based on how I came into this year and how I responded, and for my legacy of, you know, I stood up for what I believed in, and I won the Super Bowl, showing how much I mean to this franchise, which was my original point coming into this year. Which we were both on his side about. Um, what you just said just blew my mind. Because, 
you know, I, I, you know me, I'm, I'm very like, I think very deep with like mm-hmm. players' history, their impact on the game, and what you just said just kind of totally like blew my mind in a sense of we don't understand that there are some players out there that have that mindset right. of how much I want my legacy to be put in on this organization, mm-hmm. and I think that's. Right. A, I think that's just a that comment alone. What you just said is what is going to push to me. I think is what because I'm taking the Packers as well. Yeah. Is why I want the Packers to win. Yeah, is, is mainly because of what you just said. Like totally, it, it's just a you know the polar bear. He <laughs> likes weird things, but deep <laughs> down, that kind of comment from just that mindset in a player, it just it amazes me. Yeah, it's. And we're still in this, it could be the final year of Rodgers in Green Bay, too. So there's that side of it. He probably knows the answer to that question right now. Um, So I think there's no way that he's going to allow this team. This is a great team, too, by the way. It's a one-seed NFC team that is playing at Lambeau Field, Storied Field. It's going to be freezing, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's going to take a lot for the 49ers to take that moment from the Packers. So I'm going Green Bay. <clears throat> advancing to the NFC Championship. Me too. I'm taking the Packers. Okay. And moving on to Sunday. Another great slate. Starting at noon, we have the Rams versus the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. A phenomenal rematch of an earlier game in L.A. where the Rams won. So, does Tom Brady get revenge? Does Stafford continue his route to redemption? What do you think? I I think that, you know, I think this is another team that's very evenly matched, which again, as you start getting further into the NFL season, get closer to that Super Bowl, um, playoff games, if you will, you get closer and closer in matchups. But I think in my eyes, you know, Tom Brady is, uh, Tom Brady's hard to beat twice. You know, I, he, him, Certainly. he himself will go into every meeting room this week and go, I've watched this film, pay attention to this shit. <laughs> you know, he is that type of player, which I think is actually absolutely exceptional. I think, now, on the flip side of that, I think the Rams are playing at such a high level right now and consistently playing well. I think that the Rams just have what they need. I would love to see what, you know, I mean, also, I don't I don't think Odell was with the Rams when they played the Bucks. So I don't think so. It's another threat, right? Like another guy that we one we haven't covered really with the Rams offense. We know that he's a huge threat. Again, I always bring up Van Jefferson just because I think he's done such a great great job this season. So I was like, this is what it is. Yes. Best of the best. Versus what we Jordan. love, man. Who is the best? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, the rematch, you know, that gets Brady going. Already lost once. Um, he's looking to repeat. Uh, man, I tend to side with you that I'm taking the Rams. And I'll tell you why. I think there, there's something to be said about a team that hasn't made it. You know what yeah. I mean? There's that a team that is a perpetual playoff team, but there's something that gets in their way. Last yes. year it was Green Bay. The year before they, you know, they lost to the Pages in the Super Bowl. So 
they've been in this direction and through the trades they made with Odell and Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, like they've their main focus is you guys are assembled to win a championship. Yes, I agree. So this is a point I think in their means where they go, Look, this is why you guys are here. This is make or break. We believe the guys in this room can beat anybody in the NFL. So massive test. You're going into Tampa Bay, you're going against the Super Bowl champs, but in terms of, I'm, I'm looking at this from a hunger side, because I think that does play a part of it. One side is execution, other side's hunger and putting that together. I think the Rams have the hunger side for sure, because you're going against Super Bowl champ. You have everything to gain from this. Yeah. You're the underdog on you know in the betting lines, and you're going against a guy who's won the Super Bowl 118 <laughs> times. So, you know, all the chips are on that side. Yes. And it's up to Brady and the Bucks and Arians to just execute. Their thing is execution. We have a better team than them. Um, but it's going to take some a very familiar or similar game plan that they had versus Arizona. Tampa Bay has a much better team than Arizona. But the, the rushing attack oh, of man. Sony Michelle, Cam Akers, who just came back from a ruptured Achilles, which is insane. Um, you know, kind of some wrinkles in the offense where they had Odell throwing passes to, you know, wide open guys, obviously. Yeah. Um, I see that kind of game plan again where and like I said with the Bills last week, I think the Rams need a hot start to this game too. Get Brady a little panicked. We need a solid pass rush out of Aaron Donald and the boys to cuz that has always been the key to success. Of I agree. The Brady losses that have happened in the playoffs is Pressure a solid up. pass rush. So it comes down to Rams defense keeping the Bucks in check, which is a tall order. They're the number 1 pass offense in the the league and doing what the Rams do well, which is throw it downfield, get Sony Michelle involved cuz once he does, then Stafford's a much better quarterback cuz they don't, you know, if you can add play action to his game, he's a solid shotgun passer. But if you can add that to his game as well, it's going to open a lot of doors for the Rams. So that's their route. Will it happen? Don't know. Going against Brady and the Super Bowl champs of last year, it's going to be – I feel like it's going to come down to potentially a defensive score, a turnover, last-second field goal. It's yeah. going to be that type of game if I the agree. Rams win this game. Lastly <laughs> – Lastly, Love this. Yeah. This is actually one I'm most excited for. Bills at the Chiefs, which is a rematch of last year's AFC Championship. And the classic picture and video of Stephon Diggs watching the Chiefs celebrate on their field. They have that opportunity to redeem themselves. What do you think? So, again, I think... Just, just think about this, right? <laughs> just... I mean, the NFL killed us on Sunday night this past weekend with giving me a 49ers and a Steelers game. That's fine. Well, 40 or Chiefs. Or, sorry, Chiefs, Steelers. Steelers, game. there you go. They fucked me. It's a horrible <laughs> Sunday night. And now, look at our Sunday games. I mean, no, it's unreal. I'm, I'm ending the game. I'm ending the weekend with, like you said, I, I, this is, these last two games are going to, are my, what I'm looking for the most out of the NFL this weekend. And, I am, I'll, I'm straight up. I'm, I'm taking the Bills. And the reason I'm taking... the heart. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel it. I'm taking <laughs> the Bills. And the reason I'm taking the Bills is because, one, what you just said, Stefan Diggs' picture, just standing out there 
watching the celebration just I mean, I have goosebumps talking about it because as a football player sitting there and just watching your your opportunity just get yanked out of your heart yep. and to watch the opposing team celebrate their win, I mean, that, if you have played any type of sport, that hits and runs very deep. And those wounds do not heal until you right. beat the shit out of them. <laughs> The way that the again, so I'm I'm falling back on the way that the Bills played this past weekend, to me, was playing with anger. They want to show everyone that we're here to run the table. We we are here to make an effort towards the Super Bowl, and we're going to show you that we can do that. I think I think the way that we've talked we kind of, we've talked about it earlier. I think the way that they played, just they're all for it. On the uh, on the opposing side of that, the Chiefs they played the fucking Steelers. They, <laughs> dude, no matter what, whatever. If you don't even know football, the Chiefs should have won that game. It's a very easy win for totally. the Chiefs. And yes, we saw them put forty points up on the Steelers. That to me is not huge. Patrick Mahomes has played teams prior in this season where he has played like shit. To me, I think the Bills' defense, if they come out like they did this past weekend and they pressure Mahomes and they play him correctly, he could have another one of those games where he's just dead in the water. So I think for the Bills to take this game, they need to play exactly like they played on Sunday, bring the fire of last season and their loss. I think Stephon Diggs is going to... He might kill someone this game. It's just... (laughs) I'm. I'm very, very excited to watch that game and just be the bastardized Bills fan yeah, I am. There you go. Well, I'm gonna ride with you. On the Bills. <laughs> I was like, I'm I was, so excited, I dude. Was pro, <laughs> I was pro Bills the entire way, and then, and then like toward the end, I'm like, ah, maybe Chiefs, and then I was like, nah, I'm going Bills. <laughs> Screw it, I'm going pulled this week. Yeah. Um, I think the main there's a lot of key points that you harped on of. Obviously, if the Bills play like they did last week, I don't think anybody can beat them. But that's, you know, that might be the the best they could play offensively. So, if they don't replicate that, you're going to have to find another way. Which, yeah. obviously, defensively, you're going to have to keep the Chiefs in check where they're not scoring at will like they were on the Steelers. And like they've done in years past. And the reason that they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, been this crazy, productive offense. So... If they if the Bills do find themselves in that scenario, then my point is stay the course, stay the course of the game. It's great. Don't you just don't allow yourself to go. Oh, here it goes again. Here, because once that happens mentally, or start pressing. Yeah, or exactly once that happens in your head of oh, shit, we're getting chiefs. <laughs> you know, it's it's a completely different game. If if you're gonna just but if you can fight back and if you can just grind it out and try to find ways to score and just keep chipping away, yes. it's a completely different mentality as you're going through the game. You know, and that's that's gonna be a test early because yes. I wouldn't be some Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City is one has always been one of the hardest places to play. It's one of like the first facts I, I learned as a kid about football. It was like Arrowhead is a really hard Loud as fuck, yeah. and it's hard to play there. <laughs> and, you know, the people are passionate, and the Chiefs have been good. So I wouldn't be surprised the Chiefs come out, what, like 14-0, 10-0, something, where you're immediately hit with adversity. So how are you going to respond to getting smacked in the mouth is my thing. 
if you know anybody can be up thirty three to three and feel yeah. good about who they are and you know all you know it's much easier that way. Yeah. But when you're going against somebody that has you know has your number for sure, Chiefs yeah. have the Bills number one thousand percent. So, look, it's gonna be a battle, and you have to come in there with uh, almost boxing mentality of round by round, take your wins, take your L's, take the punches on the chin, but keep moving forward. And that's what I'm going to be looking at of Josh Allen to do because the ship rides with him. Stephon Diggs does nothing without Josh Allen. I agree with that. And vice versa. Um, defense, figuring out ways to limit. You're not going to eliminate Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Kelsey, but limiting those guys, finding a method of you know, past games where they have played bad and harping on the techniques of those defenses that worked and figuring out a game plan like that. I think that's how the Bills are going to – you know, be successful in this game if they are to be. Um, I could easily see the other side where the Chiefs handle business and they are just still the superior team. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, maybe that's the legacy that we're seeing out of Patrick Mahomes. That we'll talk about next week if that is to happen. But I'm hoping that the new young cat, Josh Allen, takes Buffalo on his back. And the Chiefs are almost, to me, have been waiting for this to happen to them. They haven't had a great year. They've been on a nice run. But in their beginning of the year, we talked about it a million times. What the hell is wrong with this team? Yeah. That's a long time ago, and they've risen through that adversity. But there's still that in there. So bring that out of them, beat them at their place, and move on to the championship. I went down to the Super Bowl contestants, and I'm just looking forward to just amazing football. I agree. Keep the refs out of it. Keep the refs <laughs> out of it. Get us dialed in. Let us flow into this. Super Bowl with the best teams. And yeah. that's what we want. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've always wa- we want the best games all right. all time. But you go through those motions, but again, it's bittersweet. We're losing football. We got to wait again. When, when there's just... the most at stake, we want the best games to watch. Uh also look out for our Instagram posts at underscore sports banter where we'll have who you got. You heard our picks. We want to hear who you like. And, you know, just interact with that page and let's see who's right. Right now, we're five and one each. So that's a pretty strong start out of both of us. Um, but that's it for what we covered on this episode. Polar Bear, I know you wanted to touch on this oh, topic yeah. next for week, next week. Yeah, next week, uh, again, big baseball guy. <laughs> but the uh, Hall of Fame induction ballots for 2022 are going to be coming out. So that's going to be... Very interesting thing to come out. Again, we got Alex Rodriguez, first-year ballot. Kurt Schilling, I was just kind of rattling these off earlier to the peanut. Um, We got Jake Peavy on there. We got Barry Bonds again, Roger Clemens. I mean, just the list goes on. But I think the biggest thing that we're going to be hearing about is the ballot for uh, Alex Rodriguez. And as we get closer to um, that Hall of Fame induction for baseball i know mr peanut and myself the polar bear are definitely going to cover that but just something that we're going to probably touch on this next week so just keep on the eye out for that hell yeah well i'm excited for the freaking weekend let's see what happens but for season two episode four of sports banter sports banter out, out.